I'll, I'll use this one. Okay, so I'd like to welcome you here this morning. Um, I just wanted to say a couple things. A number of years ago, we had the Master's College here, and they put on a wonderful performance, and I don't know, Kaylee was about ninth or 10th grade, and we sat out there, and I could just tell that she had found something that she wanted to do. And Tom and I looked at each other and said, someday we're going to have Kaylee up on this stage singing just like that. So she is here today with the Cedarville University Women's Choir and Mama Porter. So I'll turn it over to you. Welcome them. Thank you. Thank you so much. She introduced me as Mama Porter. You're not going to call me that, are you? (laughs) Uh, I'm Beth Porter. You can call me Beth. And uh, I'm the director of this uh, wonderful, uh, beautiful group of young women. And Kaylee Kinney is uh, a third-year member, been in since her freshman year, and understand that her daddy, Tom, has wanted us to come. And uh, so we're here, and and, I hope you'll be blessed by what we have for you today. Uh, It's going to be a variety of songs, some things that um, you will know, some things that you won't know. But I asked the girls this morning, what is our job here this morning? What is our job? What is our number one responsibility? Is it to sing beautifully? Is it to sing perfectly? Is to, is it to pronounce all of our words so that you can understand it? Yes, that's very important <laughs> to me. But that's not our number one job. Our number one job is to glorify God. Uh, that is our number one job individually, and that is our number one job corporately as his bride, as his church, is to bring glory to him. And so that is our goal this morning. We're not here to concert, concertize. We're here to worship with you and to praise God and to bring, bring glory and honor to his name. The name of the Lord. Praise the Lord, O you, his servants. Blessed be the Lord from Zion, he who dwells in Jerusalem. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endures forever.
Pray with me. Father, just being in your presence changes us. We want to abide in you. We want the word of Christ to dwell in us richly. We worship you through songs, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in our hearts to you. You, O Lord, are our only hope. We know you as the sower who plants the seed of truth in our lives. We know you as the one who saw us on the road. You didn't pass us by as others did. You stopped and healed our wounds. You did not look at our outward appearance. When we were all alone, you saw our hearts and our needs, and you loved us still. How can we express our gratefulness to you, Father? This is love, not that we love you, but that you love us. You gave us your only son. We don't know why. Your love and grace cannot be explained. Despite our failures, despite our scars, despite our fear, despite shortcomings that are too many to count, you loved us without condition, reason or gain. Your son, your only son, was broken and pierced for us. How could we ever say no to you? Accept our praise as a humble acknowledgement of your steadfast love.
Yeah, Frozen. Believe it or not, that was the opening music for the Disney movie Frozen. And uh, it's by a, a Scandinavian composer and the altos, my, my basses over here, uh, are singing um, something fam familiar or um, indigenous to that part of the world. And uh, then we have this beautiful hymn tune, Ferris Lord Jesus, ruler of all nature. Uh, what a great uh, composition to, to almost have two opposing ideas, that of the world and that of the truth of God. Um, this is what we live in, right? We're to be uh, in the world, but not of it, right? We're not to, supposed to be uh, consumed by the world, but transformed by his spirit. So that's a beautiful musical example maybe of our lives where we have this earthly pull and then this heavenly truth. So we want you to sing with us. We want to join our voices in song. I've got a, a set of gals here, some who are worship majors at uh, the university, who are going to lead us. Michaela Bush is uh, one of my voice students. She's a worship major. And uh, we have a, a music major playing the cajon here, Rachel on guitar, and Laura Grace um, on piano. And uh, thank you, Sola, so much. She's going to put words up on the screen for you. So uh, I don't know whether you want to stand or sit. Uh, I, I'll let you make that choice. All right? And uh, so I'm going to hand the mic off. Among the gods, there is none like you, O Lord. No deeds can compare with yours. All the nations you have made will come and worship before you, O Lord. They will bring glory to your name, for you are great and do marvelous deeds. You alone are God.
a little piece of heaven. For me, I hear it three times a week. It's wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. One more song before I turn it over uh, to Pastor John. Uh, We've sung about what a good father he is and how we are his children. Um, We've sung about our fairest Lord Jesus, who is the ruler. Um, The first song we sang, Alleluia, that word, Allelu, all praise to Yah, Yahweh, all praise to God. Amen, so be it, our job as his church. God is also our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble, layoffs, despair, fear, abuse, cancer. He was there for us. He was there for you. He was there for me. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging Lord, no matter what tomorrow holds, you have given us new life and a hope. Because you live, my life is secure. Because you live, I can face any foe. Because you live, I am free. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, and that same river flows through me, the holy place where the Most High dwells. I know my Redeemer lives. Glory. Hallelujah.
Linda Graham. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. They, we just come sit down. Yeah. We got our wires crossed. It's okay. singing I will glory in my redeemer
only student at Cedarville from Mississippi. Did y'all know that? Yeah, yeah you are. Oh, you're the only, there's only one student from Mississippi, and I know her. <laughs> so Mariah, and then we'll hear from Brittany Roberts, who is not from Mississippi. <laughs> she can tell you where she's from. So, and then we'll sing for you again. These past couple of years, God has been teaching me one very important lesson, which is forgiveness. The February of my senior year of high school, I came home from practice to discover that my dad was in the process of moving out. I was in total shock. I really did not believe that it was happening at first, but that it must not be true. We were a Christian family, and it couldn't happen. The hardest part of that night was watching my autistic little brother, who was 15 at the time, not understand what was going on. When my dad told him he was leaving, he thought he was just going on another trip for business. He didn't quite understand what was going on, and it broke our hearts. I relapsed into a really dark depression that lasted over the summer and into my freshman year of college. I had struggled with depression before, but had never been this bad. This past year, my parents had their divorce finalized around November. Watching my mom's incredible strength has taught me to push on and keep going even when things are tough. I've learned that forgiveness is not a one-and-done kind of thing. I have to forgive my dad almost daily, or else I get really bitter. It's not easy, but God has taught me a lot through these past two years that he would not have been able to teach me otherwise. I could wish away the dark storms that I've been through, but then I wouldn't be as strong as I am today, and God would not get to show his awesomeness through this trial that I went through. I'm Brittany Roberts, and I'm from Carlisle, Ohio, and that's about 50 minutes from Cedarville. In April of 1993, my parents joyfully welcomed me, their firstborn, into the world. Three months later, they were devastated to find I was diagnosed with infantile spasms. I suffered 75 to 100 seizures every day. The doctors predicted there was a less than 1% chance I would be a normal child. They told my parents I would have to remain in a wheelchair all my life and wear a bicycle-type helmet. They said I would never be able to feed myself. This was a difficult time for my parents. My dad is a music minister, and my mom is very active in the church as well. They had given their lives to serve the Lord, and now they had to walk through this valley. They prayed and cried over me, as did our church and the two churches my parents grew up in. They all begged God for a miracle. By God's grace, their prayers were answered with a resounding yes. I had my last medication on Father's Day 1998 when I was five years old. I have not suffered a seizure since. (laughs) Then at age six, I was healed spiritually when I accepted Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. The doctors told my parents that the part of my brain most affected by my seizures would be my communication. Today, I hold a professional writer's certificate from Taylor University, and I'm pursuing a degree in music at Cedarville University. I can testify that when the Lord heals, he heals well. (laughs) I know God could and would have gotten glory had he chosen not to heal me in this life. However, he chose to do so. I can do no less than to give my life back to him. To him alone be the glory. So you might say there are many reasons why God cannot use you 
And you're absolutely right. But don't worry, you're in good company. Moses stuttered. David's armor didn't fit. John Mark was rejected by Paul. Timothy had ulcers. Hosea's wife was a prostitute. Amos's only training was in the school of fig tree pruning. Jacob was a liar. David was unfaithful and a murderer. Solomon was too rich. Jesus was too poor. Abraham was too old. David was too young. Peter was afraid of death. Lazarus was dead. (laughs) John was self-righteous. Naomi was a widow. Paul was a murderer. So was Moses. Jonah ran from God. Miriam was a gossip. Gideon and Thomas both doubted. Jeremiah was depressed and suicidal. Elijah was burned out. John the Baptist was a loudmouth. Martha was a worrywart. Mary was lazy. Samson had long hair. (laughs) Noah got drunk. Didn't I mention that Moses had a short fuse? Well, so did Peter and Paul and, well, some of us in this room too. God doesn't require a, a job interview. He doesn't hire and fire like most bosses because he's more like our dad than a boss. He doesn't look at our financial gain or loss. He's not prejudiced or partial. He's not judging, grudging, sassy or brassy. He's not deaf to our cries and not blind to our needs. As much as we try, God's gifts are free. We could do wonderful things for wonderful people and still not be wonderful. Satan says, you're not worthy. Jesus says, so what? I am. Satan looks back and sees our mistakes. God looks back and sees the cross. He doesn't calculate what you did yesterday or in 1998. It's not even on the record. Sure, there's lots of reasons why God can't use you or me or the people that got baptized today or my two beautiful girls that shared their story with you. But if you are in love with him, if you hunger for him more than your next breath, he'll use you in spite of who you are, where you've been, or what you look like. He is the Lord of the small broken things.
Amen. Amen, amen. Uh, if we know him, we will see him as he is in the great camp meeting in heaven. Can you wait? I love the earth. I love my people on the earth. My mom and daddy are in heaven. My grandparents are in heaven. Heaven is a very sweet place to me. And uh, the older I get, uh, the, the more I'm anxious to go. And I'm healthy and well, but I want to see Jesus. And so someday we will all be there together. This, you're a sweet, sweet church. I understand this is Elmond, New York, not Almond, New York. I'm a Texan. I see Almond. I say Almond. You're not a Texan, and you say Elmond. So this is one of the great mysteries of life. <laughs> so we're, we're going we're gonna to close now with our, our final selection. We, the children of God, must praise him, and in praising him, we confirm to ourselves and to him that he is our all in all, our hope, our salvation, our father, our protector, our joy, our rescuer, and our healer. We can praise our Lord through music. We can praise him for his surpassing greatness, and we can praise him that he's our good shepherd. We can praise him for the wondrous love that he showed us on the cross of Calvary and that he has prepared a heavenly home for us where we will live with him eternally. We can praise him for the millions of miracles he performs each day, the miracle of life where there should be death, the miracle of forgiveness, the miracle of relationship between man and God. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you, my soul thirsts for you, my body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and glory because your love is better than life. My lips will praise you. I will praise you as long as I live and in your name I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with the richest of foods. With my singing, my lips will praise you. And you. 
to 